Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. This morning, I want you to know that our Father has sent us one of the best. Our Father has sent us somebody who loves the Lord. And you can see from the work that he's doing that he loves the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So without wasting any time, men and brethren, I want to invite you to the pulpit, Reverend Dominic Yao from Singapore. Come on, give Jesus a big praise. Come on. Give Jesus a big, big praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give somebody a big hug and then you may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory. It's wonderful to be in God's house. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want to thank Bishop Dag and Lady Adelaide for not only the connection, but the opportunity to be with you. Come on. Give Bishop Dag a big hand even though he's not here. Let him know you appreciate him. Uh, let him know you appreciate Daddy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Bishop Dag and I got to know each other because um, one of our spiritual daddy put us together, and that's uh, the late Dr. Prince Guratnam. And when he brought the two of us into the Pentecostal World Fellowship, uh, I remember in the first meeting, I was looking at this man from Africa. I didn't know he was from Ghana, so, but I was looking at him and he was looking at me and I winked at him and he winked back at me. 
It was a wink that caused us to be great friends and brothers. <laughs> so thank the Lord Jesus for that. I'm so glad to have my wife with me on this trip. Chilling, will you stand? And the man who directs missions for Trinity Christian Centre to more than 66 nations of the world, I'm going to ask Pastor Ellen to stand and wave that down. And of course, my aide-de-camp is at the media working on the slides as I preach. So give her a big hand too. I come this morning as I prayed and I want to minister a word to you to go over to the other side. Say to the person beside you, go over to the other side. Now, I'm not asking you to change your church. <laughs> In case you are thinking about it, I'm asking you to spiritually go on an adventure with the Holy Spirit to move to the other side because there's something powerful on the other side. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4, Verse 35 to 41. I'm going to read from the New International Version, 1984. That day when evening came, everybody says, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Let's say, go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him just as he was, in the boat. I want you to notice he was already in the boat. There were other boats with him and a furious squall came up and the wave broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up rebuked the wind and said to the wave, Peace, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the wave obey him. Father, a commit Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel before you and I ask for a special work of the Holy Spirit in this place. And Lord, I pray for Reverend uh, Hewitt Mill and his ministry all across this nations and the nations of the world this very special Sunday. That there will be such a dramatic move of the Holy Spirit that shift the ministry to the next level for you. So I thank you. In Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. This episode is an interesting episode because when you study the context of this episode, you would have difficulty going over to the other side. 
Like many of us pastors, and first, as pastors, we know as we build a ministry, and when the ministry grows bigger and stronger and more effective, we will not want to leave the ministry, isn't it? So in Mark chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible tells us Jesus arrived and he was teaching. And how many of you know that whenever Jesus was teaching, the crowd grew bigger and bigger and bigger? And as Jesus began to minister to the sick and heal uh, those who were sick, and as he began to minister to them, greater miracles happened. And the church exploded into a mega, super mega church. How many of you understand that? And it was at this moment of time. It was in a moment of great victory. It was in a moment of great success. It was in a moment of the heights of ministry. Jesus stops, turned around to the disciples and said, let us go over to the other side. I tell you the truth, it will be difficult to leave a ministry like that. Just as I handed the church over to Reverend Gerald Tan, lots of people, in fact, your daddy said to me, why are you doing this? I remember uh, my wife and I, we, where were we? We were in um, one of the countries where <laughs> we, uh, we were speaking, both Bishop of Korea, Bishop Dag and his wife and I, we were in Korea for the Pentecostal World Conference. And I was speaking, he's, he was also speaking, and I began to share with him that morning about what I was doing over breakfast. And he says to me, are you sure? Why are you doing this? And, and it was for me, it was like Jesus, as I was building the ministry and it was at a certain point, God began to say to me, son, you got to go over to the other side. And I can understand the challenges, but you, I'm giving you the context because you have to understand today that there are always two sides. You have to understand that there will always be two sides. And it is important that you and I, as people of God, understand the sides that we are going to be. You see, the Bible tells us in this story, that day when evening came, everybody says, when evening came, it is therefore important for us to understand that the day has got two sides too, isn't it? There is the rising of the day and the setting of the day. Which side will you be when it happens? We need to understand that when evening is here, tomorrow is a new day. I say that again. When evening is here, tomorrow is a new day. And there are some of us right now that may be at the evening point of our life. You see, Jesus understood timing not like any of us. Because you have to understand, God exists in all time frame. Even right now, as you are sitting here in this moment, God is already, God is God is, listen here, God is in your yesterday. And you're wondering why. God is in your yesterday because God is taking the nuggets, the golden nuggets of your yesterday to ensure that today you never walk into a lack. (laughs) 
God is right now in our today, preparing you for the tomorrow. And at the same time, God is already in your tomorrow. So that you step into your tomorrow with the blessings of today. That's the reason why we give our life to serve God today. So that when we step into our tomorrow, it's the blessing of the today. Yeah, let me illustrate it. If you don't plant the seed today, you cannot get the blessing of the fruition tomorrow. And the fruition is a result of the today. So for some of us, we are teetering between today and tomorrow. And it is very important for you and I to understand that the other side all has to do with what you do with the today. Amen? So if you don't sow today, don't expect to reap a bountiful harvest tomorrow. Hello? You have to sow today to experience the fruition of tomorrow. You have to invest your life today so that tomorrow you walk in the success and the prosperity of God. Some people think, oh, I don't need to study. Yeah, you don't study today, you're not going to be somebody tomorrow. If it happens, it is purely by the grace of God. But the grace of God wants to work with you so that what you do today. You see, when Jesus was building the great ministry in, in Mark chapter 4 verse 1, right up to this point in time, he knew the timing that when evening came, he needed to move so that he can step into the greater of tomorrow. Amen? There is a greater tomorrow awaiting every one of you. Turn to the person beside you and tell them, there's a greater tomorrow awaiting you. I sense also as I was praying for you that some of you, the evening season of the failure of today is going to come to an end. Yes. Because some of you, there's been the sense of failure in yesterday and the sense of failure today. But I want you to know, evening is here, but tomorrow is a step away. That evening season of disappointment is coming to an end. Hallelujah. I declare to you today, the season of wrong is coming to an end. The evening season of the loss is going to come to an end. So learn to leave the past in the past. Tell the person beside you, are you leaving the past in the past? Yeah. Leave it. Have nothing to do with it. That's why the Bible says that day when evening came, it's so important that when the day comes to an end, you have to leave that day as it is. But when you don't leave that day as it is and you take it, I want you to know you are not going to bless your tomorrow. 
I don't know about your church, but in our church, 31st December is a very important night. Yeah? Same. So on 31st December, we have a service called the Watch Night Service. And we have that service right to the point when the clock strikes 12 and you step into the new day. And many times I tell the people, don't carry this year into the new year. Because the new year is a prophetic year ahead of us. But many people don't understand. The peop many people don't understand that when the evening is here, tomorrow is one step away. And because they don't understand, they keep dragging the past into the new year. That's why the new year cannot become a prophetic year. It becomes a pathetic year. Yeah? So if you want a sense of newness, you have to leave the past in the past. Your destiny is ahead of you. It's never behind you. Your destiny is always ahead of you. Life. So my first point is evening is here, but tomorrow is a step away. So it doesn't matter what happens today. It does not matter what exists in your yesterday. Remember, God is already in your yesterday. And God takes only the golden nuggets of your yesterday to use it for your today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so it doesn't matter what happens at that point in time. But I'm here to declare to you, evening is here. Hallelujah. Evening is here. That's why the Bible says, weeping may endureth for a night, but joy, but joy, but joy, but joy, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what that day has been, you just need to say tomorrow is a step away. Hallelujah. Second point, life has two sides. Life has two sides. In all these years of my existence, and my existence isn't a long time. <laughs> you know, in Singapore, nobody is old. Yeah, everybody is young, younger, youngest. <laughs> so turn to the person beside you and tell them, are you young, younger, or youngest? <laughs> when you compare your life to eternity, <laughs> your life is really extremely young. <laughs> life has two sides. In my own personal journey in life, I learned that life has two sides. There's a side of poverty and there's a side of prosperity. That's why Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. Tell the person beside you, go over to the other side. There is a side of poverty and there is a side of prosperity. Which side would you remain on? 
There's a side of disappointment, but the other side of appointment. Hallelujah. I want to be in the appointment of God. I want to cross over from the side of disappointment so that I can step into the side of God's appointment for my life. When you step to the side of God's appointment for your life, I want you to know the Holy Spirit begins to appoint the different blessings of God into your life. Wouldn't it be wonderful when you wake up and God's appointment for Monday is joy. Tuesday is peace. Wednesday is all the kindness that can happen to you. Thursday is favor. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Every day is an appointment of God. Why must we live on the side of disappointment? Disappointment means two things. Number one, disappointment means you, are, you, you, you have been upset. But the other meaning of disappointment is that you have missed the appointment of God. Hello? You missed the appointment of God. And when you miss the appointment of God, that's why you don't walk in the blessings of your, to, of your yesterday, of your tomorrow. You cannot afford to live on the crumbs of yesterday. You cannot live on the manner of yesterday. And that's the reason why when the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness and God began to give them manner, they cannot collect manner for tomorrow. It is only for the today because there is another side of life which side would you be ask them which side will you be disappointment or appointment tell them i want to get to the side of appointment there's a side of barrenness and the side of fruition. Yeah. Jesus knew that even though there was a mega ministry on this side, it was still barren in so far as the kingdom of God. And I will show you in a moment's time why the other side is the fruitfulness of God. Because as soon as Jesus got over to the other side, from Mark chapter 5 onwards, you see the fruition of ministry. Because on this side was all the teaching ministry. Do you know that knowledge can kill you? If all you have, listen here church, if all you have week in, week out, every week you come in just to receive teaching, Yeah, you can grow. But if you don't go to the other side of the fruitfulness of ministry, too much of a good thing will kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why sometimes I go to a church and my vision, spiritual vision, see the people, yes, they may be dressed so nicely, but they're actually wearing pampas. Because they are still babies. Oh, they are, you know, like the little birds in the nest, when the mummy comes, they just keep opening their mouth. 
and they consume, 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 consume. I tell you, you're going to die of spiritual high cholesterol. <laughs> That's why you got to go to the other side. That's why Jesus told the You see, Jesus was teaching good, right? He was teaching good. The disciples were getting fed. They were dying of spiritual high cholesterol. That's why they have to go to the other side. Because as soon as they got to the other side, listen, a demon-possessed man came. Now, what do you do with all the Bible knowledge now? Are you going to use it? You see, they didn't do nothing. Jesus had to demonstrate the power of God. You see, the Word of God has power, yes? The Word of God has power, yes? So Jesus was teaching in Mark chapter 4 verse 1 all the way to verse 30, 34. They were filled with a lot of the Word. The Word should have energized them so that they know what to do. But as soon as they got to over to the other side, a demon-possessed man with hundreds of demons came. They didn't know what to do. So there's a side of spiritual barrenness. So church, I've come to tell you, don't stay on this side of life of spiritual barrenness. Move to the side of spiritual engagement of activity so you see fruitfulness. As a member of Lighthouse Chapel, you have to always move to that side of spiritual engagement, spiritual activity, so that God's power flows through you. Then there is fruitfulness in your life, fruitfulness in your ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't just come and receive and receive and receive. It can be dangerous. Too much of a good thing will kill you. Number three, demonic challenges doesn't mean you cannot get over to the other side. Demonic challenges doesn't mean you cannot get over to the other side. You see, Jesus tells them, let's go over to the other side. So they got into the boat with Jesus, started sailing. As they began sailing, the Bible says a storm came in, a squall. A squall is a storm with a demonic nature to try to kill them. These are experienced fishermen. These 12 disciples are so experienced, they've been in the boat many times, they have sailed across the, the sea many, many times. So they know what to do. But that day, something was stopping you. Something was stopping them from getting to the other side. I want you to know, it doesn't mean when God says go over to the other side, it's going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. In fact, if there is more opposition, I want you to know you are on the right side. When my daughter was born, in those days, I travel very often to India. 
and I was there to start a church called Trinity Assembly of God Church. And while I was there to start Trinity Assemblies of God Church in Madras, I was providing a lot of consultation to a church called New Life Assembly, pastored by our great friend, Pastor Dank knows him very well, and, and our mutual friend, his name is David Mohan. Huh? You've heard David Mohan. So when I went there, David Mohan's church was about 2,000. And while his church was 2,000, I was pioneering uh, our own church called Trinity Assembly of God Church. And um, every time I go there, we would have a crusade. And um, am amazingly, my daughter who was newly born would end up in the hospital every month because every month I travel to India and every month I travel to India my wife will tell you my daughter will fall sick and has to be hospitalized the attack every time was strong because every time when I go to India, I had to do a crusade meeting. I mean, you guys are so experienced in Jesus' huge crusade ministry. So as I'm doing the crusade, my daughter ends up in the hospital all the time. All the time. And there was one time when she ended up in the hospital with tubes. And my... And, and that was just before I went up to preach. And we were at the beach. This crusade was now not just in the city center, but now it's got, it became bigger and bigger. So we relocated the beach so that we can have at least 25,000 people come. Because when we were in the church, you could just fill up the size of the church. So now we're at the beach and I'm preparing to get up. The worship started at 6.30. The worship started at 6.30 Indian time. And I was like preparing myself, getting ready. And then somebody ran all the way to the beach to say, you have to jump into the car, go because there's a phone call for you. So I went back to, the, to Pastor Mohan's house to receive the phone call. And at the end of the line was my wife who is sitting here. And she was crying. Because now my daughter is so bad that there are tubes, they put tubes in her to drain. And when I heard that, my heart broke. Because every time, yeah, she goes to the hospital because high fever and all that. Yeah, that to me is, I can handle it. Yeah. But when you hear tubes, this is, a, this is less than a one-year-old baby. That's how young my, my, my daughter was. I said to my wife, okay, I will catch the next flight home. Which means I'm not preaching at the crusade. You see, demonic challenges will come the strongest when you are stepping into God's destiny. Say that again. Demonic challenges will be the strongest as soon as you step into God's destiny for your life. And the greater your destiny, the forceful the challenge. That's why the Bible says, heaven suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. That's why it's going to be violent, but you have to be more violent to fight. And if you are not violent enough to fight, then you will cave in. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I sense some of you are going through a very rough time in your life. 
It is so bad, so hard. But I want you to listen to this. It's because you have a great destiny. It's because you are stepping into God's destiny. So the devil is trying to stop you. Just as the devil was trying to stop the 12 disciples that day. He was trying very hard to the point that the disciples believed that they are going to die. Yeah. They came to Jesus and said, Master, don't you care? We are going to die. See, they thought they're going to die. That's because of the demonic challenges. So I told, I told my wife, yeah, I will come back immediately. And then they took me back to the beach. And at the beach, I told the Singapore team, there were 35 Trinitarians with me. Every year, I, every, every, sorry, every, yeah, every year for the crusade, I will bring 35 Trinitarians. And I passed the word to the folks that says, you know what, I'm, I, I will have to catch the flight back home to Singapore. And then there's a time when the, when the word came out and the pastor came on stage and said, I, before Pastor Dom preached tonight, he, was, he had faith. He said, before Pastor Dominic preached tonight, we're going to pray for Pastor Dom because of a challenge that he's facing. And he says, if you're a Christian here on this beach tonight, I need you to join in prayer. And as they began to pray, suddenly the revelation of God came into my life that I am in the destiny of God. I'm in the boat going over to the other side. And demonic challenges will come. But listen here, demonic challenges does not mean you cannot make it to the other side. It only means you have to lean in to Jesus. It means you have to hold on harder to Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Demonic challenges does not mean you cannot get over. What it means, as I said, you have a prophetic destiny. You have a destination. Demonic challenges means you are on the right track. Tell the person, you are on the right track. Demonic challenges means that you and I today have an opportunity to put our trust in Jesus. Yeah. It means you and I have this opportunity right now to put our trust in Jesus. Do you know that faith and trust is two different things? How many of you understand? Many people say, I, tr I have faith, I have faith. But when it comes, they don't trust. Yeah. I have faith, I have faith. I have faith that God will provide. I have faith that God will provide. When the offering back comes, they just... Why? Because you don't trust. That's why you never give. You see, I learned this lesson years ago. My daughter now is 32 years old. Yeah, yeah. I see. There's no old people. There's young, younger, youngest. I was four years old when I got married. <laughs> no, no, no. So I remember our daughter was, uh, I think, about four years old. Yeah, 
She was four, about four years old when we decided to have this Saturday morning swimming thing. So every Saturday morning, we decide to do a swimming uh, moment so that she will grow up remembering, remembering that Saturday morning is swimming time. So we brought her to the swimming pool. And, and pre- we had to prepare her that we're going to go swimming, so you bring rubber ducky with you, and rubber ducky will swim, and you can swim. You see, she doesn't know how to swim, so we were preparing her for that. So we went to the swimming pool, and she was ready with her rubber ducky. And I jumped in, and I was swimming, and I came back to her. And she still didn't get into the water. She was just coming to the poolside. The, the edge of the pool and playing a rubber ducky. And I'm inside the pool. And I said to her, I said, sweetheart, jump. She said, no. <laughs> I said to her, sweetheart, do you believe you jump, daddy can catch you? She said, yes. I said, jump. She said, no. I said to her, do you believe that daddy can swim? She said, yes. I said, do you believe that daddy can teach you to swim? She said, yes. I said to her, jump, daddy will catch you and teach you to swim since daddy can swim. No. I went out of the swimming pool. I grabbed her and as I grabbed her, bring her into the water, she's screaming and this is a public swimming pool. So now, everybody turns their eyes and look at what's happening. A pastor drowning the daughter. (laughs) At that moment, God spoke to me. You can confess that you believe You can say you have faith, but when push comes to shove, when the rubber hits the road, would you trust? Jesus told the disciples, let's go over to the other side. They say, yes, sir. They jump into the boat. As the boat is traveling, all the storm comes in, demonic attack. They wake Jesus, who is sleeping? If Jesus is sleeping, everything should be okay. Hello? If Jesus is in your life and he is sleeping, it should be okay. But no, they wake Jesus up. Master, Master, don't you care if we drown? They believe but they never truly trust. That's why the Greek word for believe, pistio. Pistio in Greek means to lay hold. To lay hold. So it's not just confessing a set of belief, but it's laying hold. It is to lay hold so that Pistol means you put your whole weight on it. That means it is that all. <laughs> Never. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so demonic challenges are a great opportunity for you to truly exercise trust in Him. 
And when that happens, I want you to know Hebrews 11 verse 6. What does Hebrews 11 verse 6 says? Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, For without faith, it is impossible. Now this word faith is pistol. For without faith, it is impossible to please, to please, to please God. Yeah. So let me paraphrase it. For without trust, for without trust, for without laying hold and putting your whole entire weight on Him, you cannot please Him. But everyone who comes to Him must first believe He is. Alright, some translations say He exists. But the literal translation, exact translation in Greek, He is. God is. He's not was, God is. God is present. God still is the Jehovah in your life. God is still the deliverer in your life. God is still the provider in your life. God is the healer of your life. And that He will earnestly reward those who seek after Him. The word reward means to compensate you. To reward you means to benefit you. To reward you means He pull open the windows of heaven and pour into your life. That's what reward means. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we need to understand going over to the other side has to do with evening is here, tomorrow is a step away. Life has two sides. That's why we need to go over to the other side. And when you go over to the other side, there will always be demonic challenges. But it doesn't mean you cannot get over. Number four, what going over to the other side is not. What going over to the other side is not. Number one, it is not a suggestion. <laughs> Jesus didn't suggest. When he said, let's go over to the other side, it's not a suggestion. Jesus did not suggest for, him to go, for them to go. In fact, it is a mandate to go. It's not a suggestion. It is not a wish. Jesus didn't wish. Oh, guys, please. No. It is a mandate. It is an instruction. It is an important journey of growth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Kodesh, just listen very carefully. This year, God is moving you into the other side spiritually because it is a journey of your growth. Don't be happy. Don't be happy that, oh, I'm now a leader. No, you need to keep going to the other side in this journey of growth to be a leader of leaders. Hello? Maybe I need to preach to this side. Amen. Just because you finish reading the Bible over one time, 
and you're happy. No, going over to the other side is a matter of personal growth so that you read it two more times. Some people have this sense of achievement. Oh, I've arrived. No. No. It is a mandate. It's an instruction. It is an important journey of growth. It's a matter of destiny. It is a matter of destiny. Because it's about faith. Listen here very carefully. Why is it a matter of destiny? Because it is about faith. If they did not take that journey, then faith cannot be a part of their destiny. Do you understand? Your destiny constitutes faith. In order for you to understand your destiny that God is doing in your life, God has to develop faith so that faith becomes an important dimension of that destiny. See, God didn't take me to where I am without me dealing with faith and learning, learning the lessons of faith. Your daddy, Bishop, dad, did not come to where he is today. In his destiny, it has to do with faith. It has to do with taking the land. Look at Matthew chapter 5, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 5 right now. Let's put up the scripture, Mark chapter 5, verse 10. When Jesus came over to the other side, remember a demon-possessed man came, right? Of legions. And when he came, he knelt before Jesus. And when he knelt before Jesus, the Bible tells me in Mark chapter 5, is it verse 7 or verse 10? Yeah, verse 10. Uh, verse 10. Let's read it. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Wow. It is a battle. It is a challenge. It is a confrontation because it's about taking the land. Your destiny involves faith, but your destiny involves the land. You guys didn't hear it. It involved the land. God has a land for you. You cannot be happy just with this land. There is still much more land that God wants to give to you. For the church, for your individual life, for your ministry. Do you know the reason why there is still a lot of war in the Middle East? It's because Israel did not take the land. Israel failed to take the land. That's why they are still fighting over the land. If they have obeyed God in the Old Testament to take the land, drive out all the Amalekites, then there's no problem. That's a destiny. It's a destiny for you. Kodesh. Take more land. Going to the other side is not a suggestion, not a wish. It's a matter of destiny because it's about faith. It's about taking the land. It's about victory. God wants to give victory. So in the confrontation with this demon-possessed man, there was victory, isn't it? 
He was delivered. God wants you to know in your destiny, there's going to be victory. That's why you got to go over to the other side. Without going over, they will never experience victory. All they have is the word, the word, the word. Yes, the word is important, but the word must translate into victory. The word of God must energize in your life into victory. If it's not happening, it ain't matter. It must matter. It must matter. It's about evangelism. Hallelujah. As a result of them going over to the other side in their destiny, this man was not only delivered, but evangelism took place because then cities heard about Jesus. Hallelujah. It's about unprecedented harvest. It's going to come a harvest. Your personal destiny has to do with a harvest. Your personal destiny cannot just make you successful or prosperous, but in your prosperity and in your success, the name of Jesus must be magnified. And when the name of Jesus is magnified, many people will come to you. Many people will say, tell me, and you will share Jesus with them, and they will get saved. It's a matter of destiny because it's about healing. It's also about the supernatural. You continue in this story in Mark chapter 5. We know the woman with the issue of blood. She was healed. That personal destiny involved healing. Involved healing to take place in the people around you. But most of all, it involved you stepping into the miraculous, living the supernatural. That's why the second story in Mark chapter 5, it's not just the healing of this woman of 12 years of hemorrhage, but it's also about a young girl of 12 years old that died. 12 years old for the Hebrew children, particularly the girls, represents from childhood into maturity. It represents the fullness of life before them. And that was dead, destroyed. But the personal destiny has to do with the fact of the supernatural. So you, it's a matter of personal destiny for you. You can have it if you are ready to go over to the other side. Are you ready to go over to the other side? I say that again. Are you ready to go over to the other side? If you are, let's stand. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Give me, I don't know whether y'all guys know the song, I Say Yes. Do y'all know the song, I Say Yes? Yes. Say yes, Lord, yes. Someone sing it. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my 
We're going to sing it one more time. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your ways. I'll say before I close we don't just want to sing I say yes but we're going to do a prophetic act because a prophetic edge a prophetic act cements something into our spirit remember life has two sides which side are you going to be a disappointment or God's appointment Remember, evening is ending, but tomorrow is a step away. That's why we need to step forward. So we're going to sing this song. And if you are ready for the new season of God, if you are ready to take on demonic challenges, yes, because some of you are going through great demonic challenges. I know that. I understand that. Some of you, you have never said it, but you're struggling. Listen, you have a great destiny and a destination. But today, you need to say, yes, yes, I'm going to trust you. Yes, I'm going to walk in obedience. Are you saying, do you understand? So as we sing this, I'm going to ask you to step forward. And when you step forward to this place, it's an act in the, in the, in the prophetic. And God sees that act and God's going to bless. So God can bless this house. Are you ready? At the count of three, we're going to sing those, you come, and I'll hand over to our brother today, Bishop, you come, Bishop Nine. Be yes. Come on, how many of you will say yes? Step forward. I say yes. Step forward. cannot say yes and not step forward <laughs> you cannot say yes and not come because by coming you are crossing over to the other side are you hearing what I'm saying so are you ready to cross over I said again are you ready to cross over are you ready to step into God's appointment for your life are you ready to leave that side of poverty hello are you ready to leave that side of poverty to step into prosperity? Are you, a, are you ready to, to leave the past behind? Are you ready to step into your tomorrow? Are you ready to step into your tomorrow, Kadesh? Are you ready to take on demonic challenges? Are you ready to know that it's all about your destiny? So we're going to sing this song and I'm, I'm asking you to step forward. That's right. Now, Come on, give a big hand. Reverend Dominic is not talking about being born again, but he's talking about you stepping into a new destiny. Amen? Talking about you stepping forward because many of us are stagnant in our lives. Many of us are not going to the other side. So the word that he preached, going to the other side, he's saying that, look, it's not just believing, but trusting. And so you want to step forward 
and you want to receive prayers from this great man of God and that is going to cause you to step to the other side. Many have challenges in their marriages. Many have challenges in ministry. You have challenges in your career but you are stepping forward and that is the prayer we are praying for. Yes. yes. Oh yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will, to your will and to your ways. I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart I agree and my answer. Oh, yes. Receive the ability to 
today you will trust. From today you will trust. Oh, yes. Yes. You will say 
praise to the Lord. I said to the Lord, and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. I say give the Lord a shout. A shout of victory. A shout of moving to the other side. very much, Reverend Dominic, for this powerful word. You have not just preached to us, I've also laid hands on us. In fact, since you laid hands on the whole church, it's a powerful thing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It means that you are ready to move to the other side. For those of you who are not at the gift, I said holy, yesterday started a new era. Yesterday started a new generation. Yesterday started a new movement. Amen. And by the laying of hands today, I say by the laying of hands today of the servant of God, you are moving to the other side. You have stayed on this side for too long. You have stayed on the side of saying no for too long. You have stayed on the side of doing nothing in the church for too long. You have stayed on the side of this side for too long. But by the laying of hands, you are moving to the other side. The side of miracles, the side of breakthroughs, the side of working for the Lord, the side of doing percentages, the side of joining the ministry, the side of doing the outreach. Thank God and give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.